Thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. 7.37, this is SAFM and it's the Jet Set Breakfast House and I'm Michelle Constant. And Mandla, your choice of song is coming up a little later, so listen out for that one. Nevertheless, there's been a lot of noise on uh, social media with regards to WhatsApp. Apparently, we'll be losing access to WhatsApp within the next month unless you agree to Facebook data sharing. Now, WhatsApp is changing its terms of service to force users to share personal personal data, including phone numbers and location with its parent company, Facebook. My question is, isn't this happening already? Is it so wildly different? We asked Arthur Goldstuck, the CEO of Worldwide Works, what his thoughts were. WhatsApp's privacy policy used to start with the line, respect for your privacy is coded into our DNA. And that line has now been removed from the preface of the privacy policy. And that tells a lot about Facebook's attitude to its users. And the fact that WhatsApp used to be anti-advertising and pro-privacy, and that Facebook has step-by-step tried to move away from those roots of WhatsApp, also tells us the direction in which WhatsApp is being taken. In other words, they are going to start monetizing its massive user base of more than a million users to start delivering advertising. At this stage, the advertising is going to be fine-tuned on Facebook using one's WhatsApp information. It's been made quite clear that a wide range of information is being collected by WhatsApp, including things like signal strength, battery level, app version, browser information, mobile network, and your phone number, and obviously your uh, language time zone and IP address, which are also part of what are very easily gathered and aggregated. Now, that information will all be packaged in a way that it will allow advertisers on Facebook to target people more directly and more accurately. One might feel that this is a shocking invasion of privacy, and in fact it is, but the reality is it's what we've been having on Google and Android for a long time. So most of us use multiple Google products like Google Search, Gmail, Chrome, as well as Android if you have an Android smartphone. And the result of that is that information on your use of any of these platforms can be used to help advertisers target you within apps or across platforms. So you open an app without that app being at all linked to a service that you might have used or a product you might have bought or searched for, you suddenly get advertising from people advertising those products or services. This has been going on for a long time and it's being fine-tuned all the time. Both Facebook and Google are using algorithms which help them to essentially target people more accurately based on their past activity. And this is, of course, good for business and good for advertising, but appalling for privacy. That's Arthur Goldstuck, the CEO of the Worldwide Works, on his thoughts with regards to the WhatsApp access story. On the line with us, we have Wesley Dupoko, who is the editor-in-chief at Fast Company SA. Wesley, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Michelle. Um, pleasure for me to, to join you to talk about this important subject. So, Wesley, I listened to that um, pre-record with Arthur Goldstuck and 
my heart gives a little flutter. What yes. should the people on the ground, me, you, and people who, like myself, who don't really know what the process is, what should we be doing? What do you suggest? So obviously, depending on your, you know, view about this whole privacy thing, bearing in mind that not everyone really has an issue with this. I mean, young people do not, but uh, some of us do have a problem with this. So there are alternatives. Um, there are alternatives, apps that uh, one can, can, can download and use. I mean, one that has been suggested, uh, one by Elon Musk, for instance, Signal yeah. is one of those. Um, and uh, the, the thing is about it is it, it, it doesn't, um, you know, it, it has, Signal has far more respect for people's privacy compared yeah. to WhatsApp. And there are a couple of reasons for that, but, but yeah. And and so, I mean, I'm just looking because I, in fact, did download Signal. I haven't uh, gone through the whole process of acting on it, but I know that there's Signal and Telegram. How would this then work? So I decide, okay, fine, I'm not so happy about WhatsApp having all my information. Although, frankly, as you say, if I'm on Facebook and I'm on Google, I'm giving them all my information anyway. But if I decide, okay, WhatsApp, I don't want to use anymore. So I'm going to go on to Signal or I'm going to download either Signal or Telegram, which one, not which one, but do I then tell all my um, my friends or do they just access my contacts as well? Yeah, so what, what tends to happen is, uh, so for instance, uh, let's take Telegram for an example, uh, at least most of these apps, what they do, they tend to pick up on your, on the contacts uh, on your mobile device, for instance. Yeah. And based on that, they can either recommend or, or essentially, you know, figure out a way to, to get those users to also be aware of, 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 of the tool itself. But I think the, 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 the crux of your question is that this is going to be a difficult uh, exercise in the sense that we were used to using WhatsApp. Um, and now all of a sudden there's this new tool. So yeah. yes, it will be a difficult exercise, but I must just say that I've seen, for instance, over the past few days, uh, that there are a lot of people now that are going into Telegram, and that's, this has been happening for some time now, even before this uh, imminent change. By yeah. So eventually, we will. Uh, most people will move. I mean, you recall the BBM days; people were using BBM as a messaging yeah. tool, yeah. and and we did. Uh, you know, migrate to WhatsApp ultimately. So it's yes, it, it will it will be not as um, you know as as quick as one would like to, but eventually we will get to that point. And I think uh, you know it's it, it's an important one because I think the whole issue of privacy is something that people have to take a stand on. So it's a, it's a matter of principle really, and and one or two kind of also educate people. And I think at conversations like these ones that we're having today do inform people about uh, that. The fact that they have choices, and we don't have to, you yeah. know, succumb to pressure from from a big tech company. You know, Wesley, you raise such an interesting point here. You're saying that essentially this is about taking a stand on privacy when it comes to, uh, I suppose, the power of the various different social media uh, yeah. forms. Are you going to move across? No, I have moved already. I mean, a while ago, I think it's been years now. Um, however, wow. you know, my usage of Telegram is less. I think the point you're raising as well is that, you know, depending on how many people are using this tool, you would want to. But I think, you know, 
depends on the type of conversation that I'm having. So I'm an editor of a magazine yeah. and I am also in the tech media space. So depending on the type of conversation that I'm having, I would use Telegram. But uh, uh, most of the times, I mean, because of the groups that you are in, we use WhatsApp. But I think, yeah, that, that's a matter of time. It, it, will, it, will, it will move. But I must just maybe make a point, I think, in relation to this is that, I mean, Facebook has 2 billion users. Yeah, um, yeah, and this you know won't really have much stent to them, but I think you know trust is key. So even those that are using them will know that uh, you know what does it mean for them, and you know that might have an impact. Um, one hopes that even advertisers may take this thing seriously themselves and, yeah. and, and warrant a different uh, you know approach uh, for the use of these tools. I mean, ultimately, one of our listeners is just WhatsApping us and saying Facebook is ultimately an advertising company, which is the core of their funding. Uh, and and um, in many ways, what, what the suggestion is, is that if you stick with WhatsApp, you are being forced to then integrate into Facebook. Yes, that's a, in fact, um, that's one of the major reasons for, for, for this. And maybe the one other reason that maybe people are not aware or that are not yeah that are not aware of is that uh, you know there's a big uh, war with with these companies. So one of them is that Facebook has been requested, or at least there's view that Facebook has been has to be broken up as a company. So there's yeah. Instagram, there's Facebook, the app, and then there's uh, WhatsApp. Yeah. So Facebook is aware of this, and part of this is about integrating the, the, the whole data ecosystem. Yeah, and, and 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 to have one view of an individual, so that if yeah. you are on uh, on Instagram, on WhatsApp, and on Facebook app, you can have one single view of yourself, and that means more dollars, obviously, for 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 for, for Facebook. So that's what this is about. It's about really more more more. Also, it's about making life easier in terms of how they can access that, that that data that year because now it, it currently cannot partly separated in terms of how it can be utilized so by law they ought to kind of get their permission for them to use you know without having to always consult with you yeah across these apps it's just i mean actually you're right when you say we need to make some kind of a stand and by pulling out of whatsapp or even facebook you you are saying i don't agree with this i'm not part even though you will by that point your information is there i mean that's that's also quite clear it is there and you know the other point that many people may not be aware of though you don't have to use facebook for facebook to utilize your data yeah you know, um you know even using websites in general they do pick up your your you know your usage and your yeah. behavior so uh, but i think the, the 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 whole point about this now is to limit the extent to which they can have access to that yeah. um so by granting that permission now they have more you know, they, they have more. They, they are more allowed, so to say, uh, to, to to make use of that data. So, the more we we don't, uh, I think uh, that's a good. But I think maybe, um, Michelle, to, to to underline this point, I, I do really think that as consumers or users of these tools, our power is limited to some extent. Yeah. I think uh, what may point. be of what may assist us is um, government taking a stand themselves. So you know that in the European region, for instance, this doesn't apply because of the GDPR uh, law that has been introduced 
In other words, the European citizens will not be suffering the same thing that we will be suffering in other regions. So this this new change won't apply in, in Europe. Um, so, so we need we need policy to be made um, very quickly in South Africa. Exactly, that is the point, and I think uh, that's ultimately that's why it's why to save us from these kind of things because we uh, people when I use these services, um, I mean, not me and you can do this, but other people may not be as informed. Yeah, you know, and and harm might come to them in as far as access to their to their information and stuff like that. So. Um, so ultimately, it's, it's, it's an issue that uh, requires authorities to take a stand themselves to say that we will not allow our citizens to be to the data to be abused in this way, and th- this is what we want. This is how we want you to behave, you know, in, in the European sense. Well, Wesley, when you start that fight, I'm one of your foot soldiers. I'm there, <laughs> yeah. I'm there behind you in the trenches. Just remember that I'm I'm there to to. To, to carry the weapons that you need me to carry. Wesley, very briefly, what I'd like to just ask you is, you know, we're hearing so much stuff. I mean, we've heard it in South Africa. We've heard it internationally. This, the, 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 the myth, and it is a myth, of 5G. I mean, we've had 1G, 2G, 3G, 4G, and now suddenly yeah. we get to 5G, but suddenly it's 5G that's linked yeah. to COVID. Please just clarify that for our listeners. So yes, I, I, I think uh, COVID-19 has raised so many issues and people have been asking themselves what is the cause and all those kind of things. Sadly, um, some have, and this is conspiracy, uh, we believe, they've suggested that 5G is to blame. Um, uh, so one point I've made before is that, uh, you know, in some parts of the U.S., there is no 5G, or at least 5G is not as prevalent as, as people think it is. And yet, this region has been hit hard by this. Um, and in other areas as well, you, you had the situation, uh, you know, occurring, and it, it is absolutely nothing to, to do with 5G as as, as, as we know currently. Yeah. So, but but I think um, why, one may ask, why is this uh, happening now? Yeah. The, the whole... Uh, 5G wall is, is is something that I think um, is 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 about gaining control of the next technology of the world, and 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 we 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 have we have a view that uh, to some extent it, it people find it uh, beneficial to spread misinformation about it, partly because it might just help some entities to gain. Uh, you know, more con- competitive advantage huh. to either implement it or to be in the forefront of it. So that, that, that that's part of it. But yeah. um, I think, you know, in as far as the, the, the issue is concerned of 5G, I think besides COVID-19, I do think there's probably a need to go into more research as to the the impact of 5G into health in general, not so much about COVID-19. Yeah. Um, and there's little research in that area. I mean, you recall when we had cellular, um, you know, uh, you know, masks uh, being hosted around uh, people's homes and stuff like that, yes. and people raised health concerns. And they were correct to do so, and it's correct yeah. to raise concerns about 5G. However, those are not necessarily, or at least there's no evidence right now that they are related to COVID-19 particularly. And I think we need to be doing more research as to what is the health impact of 5G, not so much on COVID-19, but in health generally, yeah. so that we, we be aware 
Um, but as, as, as things stand right now, there is no proof or evidence yeah. to suggest that it has any relation. Well, as one of our listeners says, 5G has actually been around since 2017 and testing. Where was COVID then? And also the other one, same people that fought against 4G are fighting against 5G, but now more likely to be using 4G phones. Wesley, really fascinating talking to you. We'd love to have you on the show again to uh, just uh, shoot the breeze with us, so to speak, because you really do have some fantastic insights. Wesley DePoco, Editor-in-Chief at Fast Company SA great conversation there and a lot to learn for those of us who are not quite as tech savvy and i would include myself in that for sure